If you don't know the kind of person I am, and I don't know the kind of person you are, a pattern that others made may prevail in the world, and following the wrong God home, we may miss our star. For there is many a small betrayal in the mind, a shrug that lets the fragile sequence break, sending with shouts the horrible errors of childhood, storming out to play through the broken dike. And as elephants parade, holding each elephant's tail, but if one wanders, the circus won't find the park. I call it cruel, and maybe the root of all cruelty, to know what occurs, but not recognise the fact. And so I appeal to a voice, to something shadowy, a remote, important region in all who talk. Though we could fool each other, we should consider, lest the parade of our mutual life get lost in the dark. For it is important that awake people be awake, or a breaking line may discourage them back to sleep. The signals we give, yes or no, or maybe, should be clear. The darkness around us is deep. Williams. The darkness around us is deep. Awake, be awake, people. That was, of course, the sonorous voice of... I'll take sonorous. Christy <laughs> Mack. And this is Jim McNeish here, um, coming to you with our fifth podcast of the season. And um, Kirsty, how are you? What are we talking about today? I am good, Mr. McNeish. I am good. Um, and yeah, we are talking in this mid-November season we find ourselves in about dissonance. Dissonance. About mm. dissonance. And we're doing this um, roller coaster as we go through these podcasts in this season. And we've got dissonance and rage in, in terms of our roller coaster. And I remember sitting across from you in said Smitty that has Smitty. featured in previous podcasts. <laughs> um saying, oh, you know, which one is which one is the dark side? You yeah. know, which one is the light side? And you were just straight off dissonance, dark side. <laughs> so, okay, so that's that conversation done. <laughs> yeah, I had a view. <laughs> you had a view. You had no scales sitting on that, on that fence no, at all. No, no, no. And, and you know what? It was just, I was like, hmm. And then I started to think about that roller coaster of rage and dissonance. And so, yeah, today we talk dissonance. Um, and if we just think about it, and it just started as I went into it and I explored it and started unraveling my thinking. You know, it comes from the late Latin dissonantia, from Latin dissonant, disagreeing in sound. I love that. Disagreeing in mm. sound. And, and in music, you know, dissonance is the opposite of consonance, which means harmony agreement, mm -hmm. accord, you know, it's a lack of harmony. And, yeah. and, and I suppose we can see that sort of internal, external lack of harmony, but we can also see, you know, sort of internal, ourselves, our lack of harmony. Yeah, we ourselves, not being in rapport with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely see, I, I see that quite a lot. You see it quite a lot in um, religious people. You know, I, I'm in a mm -hmm. lot of churches and, and I see people when they've lost the internal connection to their said belief system. And you can see that they're kind of being dragged along by it rather than they've actually got a, a set of beliefs that they're experiencing, that they're living. Yeah. You can see that dissonance really quite clearly when people are coming to the end of, maybe maybe the, the faith is, uh, the, their, their belief system or their tenet system is just too immature 
for the experiences they had and the, it needs a revival of some form. It needs to be brought up to date. But I see that kind of clearly when people uh, and political systems, similarly, people have stood by something, but their experiences told them something different and they're still standing by it because I can't let it go. I can't lose it. But you can see it no longer matches how they're experiencing it. I, and and we, we've talked about that in our previous podcast about experience and, you know, it just being dissociated. We're not experiencing the, the emotion. We're not experiencing it out of our bodies. If we yes. think cognitive dissonance in psychology is, you know, we define it as a state. We, she says, as if I came up with it, we define it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's that state. You know, there's a difference between your experiences or behaviour and and your beliefs about what you think is true. So there's like a real separation. Yes, yeah, there's definitely a disharmony. And um, I see it now in terms of, I think there's a balance right now because, you know, we're all, I think, feeling a bit dissonant, you mm. know, with with the, the world that we're in. Um, you know, I, I, I've noticed that at the beginning of COVID, I couldn't read the news. I, I couldn't watch the news. I, it was too much. It was too overwhelming. And so I had to kind of say, I will be dissonant with reality for a little while and I'll just take care of everything I'm having to sort out here. It was too overwhelming. But um, we have to get back to reality though, don't we? We have to get back to that space where our said beliefs and our said position on things reflects accurately our actual experience because you can feel an internal dissonance inside you, that cognitive dissonance. You, you yeah. feel the, 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 the separation and there's a pain. There's a suffering involved in that. And you also, you know, you just don't feel present. You don't feel like you can really be with it. And, and you know, and I think I, I know I definitely, if I was to, I used dissonance, if I can say it that in that way, as a coping mechanism. You know, and I think that's what the brain needs. It, it, it does use it for us to cope with stress. But then if that separation is so vast, then there's a larger vastness for the pain to fill, you know, and, and it can lead to that disorder. So it is OK for short spells, but it can, you know, it can lead to disorders. If you feel really for, for long periods of time, if we feel dis disconnected from ourselves, if we feel disconnected from the world, and if we are really forgetting of certain events in extreme circumstances, you know, feeling uncertain about things, feeling uncertain about ourselves, that can start to lead to disorder. Yeah. And and that's where that pain gets, you know, gets stronger. There's more depth to it. And so, yes, it's good for the short spell. But if we continue that way. Yeah, it, it's not great. I think um, I've seen advertising slipping into this really skillfully, that space. Because mm -hmm. like advertising, advertising wants to go where there's a strong emotion, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And so I've heard you speak before about this dissonance between um, somebody who knows that smoking is bad for them and then the story yeah. they tell themselves about it. You know, like, oh, I smoke, it's a bad habit. Oh, it's, it's all those things. But, um, it, you know keeps me thin or uh you know i'm i i, I uh you know have you seen the stats <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, and it stops me eating it does all that type of stuff and um but actually do you remember the silk cut adverts that used to be on all the placards yes. 
and they used to show like a pair of scissors cutting through blue silk, yeah. like it was a shark coming through the ocean. And what they were saying is, you and I both know that smoking is dangerous for you. And we're going to play a subliminal game called, well, let's talk about what's underneath the surface. So I resonate with you. Mm. And so therefore, let's work a little bit on the risk involved and that, that is risky, maybe adventurous to smoke. Because look, look at that, there's yeah. danger coming through. And so they played where there was this, this gap in people's thinking. And they because they played into it, there was a truthfulness in it that people then resonated with. And it had a profound impact on people wanting to buy silk cut cigarettes. Um, just like you know. I, I want a cigarette now. <laughs> <laughs> My God, silk cut, you're good. <laughs> yeah, there you are. There you are. It's dangerous actually, and risky. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. And and we did do that whole thing of it. It was cool. It was you know, no one that we ever spoke to said, you know what, I took my first draw of a cigarette and it was great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just Hate wasn't. It. You know, it, nobody said that because it, it was repulsive and it made you sick or it made you cough or whatever. But we continued. And so there, there's that we continue and we continue. And that's the thing is just like with this. It, but also, you know, it's dissonance can come when we've been forced to comply to something yes you know it's just like you know your mind says i don't want to but your behavior did it you know so so that that sort of having to make a decision and especially in this day and age you they're what i think there's whatever the stats are you can have about two thousand decisions to make on a daily basis or more you know there's 265 you make about what coffee you need if you're going into a coffee shop but if we've got so many decisions to make, it can paralyze us. Um, yeah. But also if we take a decision, it cuts us off from the alternative. And so, you know, that that leads to dissonance. Say that, say a bit more about that, the, 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 the idea of the cutting us off from the alternative. So even if, it, if it's just kind of like, so if I make a decision like to go back to the office, you know, uh, you know, it's important to my team, I'm missing the contact, but it means I'm not, it not, means I'm not with my family means I'm not yeah. spending time with them you so whatever you know a decision will will cut us off from an alternative reality you know even if we decide COVID is a hoax <laughs> it's it's about we we can justify our belief systems you know I can get into that midst of it, it it's a hoax and I will look for things that justify my belief system that it's a hoax. I will look for things in the news, in, in the press, in the conversations, in the dialogue, in the social yeah. media that will feed that thought in my brain. Very good. Because And if there is, if we commit to that, we commit to living in that unreal, preferable world, it does have symptoms and it has a health impact. It has... Um, stress, insecurity, a sense of brittleness, lack of groundedness, anxiety, rootlessness. All of those things are symptomatic of keeping too strong a belief system and to fit in, to, to, to feel better. When all of what we know that we're actively having to repress truthful evidence to the contrary, and we're only accepting half bits of evidence to make our case at some point that has a stress-based physical impact on you. There's something about surrendering to the gravity and to the earth, but there's also something about surrendering to the truth that actually is just healthy. And, and you know, let's face it, because we all do it. We've all had times where we don't want to face into the truth and therefore we create a story and, and we, we try our best to deny it. But, but there comes a moment 
usually at two in the morning when we have to confront here's how the world is you know and then then you, you give into it again and you can do it and it's a, a bit like me watching the news I, I could not watch the news at the beginning of COVID-19 I couldn't watch it it was too overwhelming now I am reading the news like I used to again and I'm watching the news on television again and I'm interested again in the numbers and what's going to happen because I can cope I can handle it and I feel much healthier as a result of the fact that I'm watching and and being informed by actual facts now rather than me having to just fire a defensive system or shut out evidence that I don't want to see and also you are willing to change your mind <laughs> you know you are willing to find information if it's based on truth if it's based in science you're willing to change your mind you know, as human beings we're deeply unwilling to change our minds oh yeah you know, deeply unwilling. And so if we hold on and hold on and hold on and we're just like, it can seem narrow-minded to other people, but your, your stance is, I'm willing to change my mind. I'm looking for information. I'm wanting to be educated. I'm wanting the insight. And so you are steeped in reality and, and no longer separated from that That's which it. is going on. That flexibility, I mean, I was talking to you this morning where I was I was talking about how I could have stuck my heels in in a situation with somebody at work and used my position and stuff. And then, you know, you go away, you have a pee. And uh, that's one of the best kind of times in reflection. You know, and you're sat there thinking, what are you doing? You know, for crying out loud, go and apologise and sort things out, you know, and, uh, and get it sorted. And you come back to that reasonable kind of space you know, where you get to be human again um, and you get to be surrendered to the truth rather than trying to get the truth to surrender to you so that you're no longer living out of an ego. You're living out of a position where you belong, where you're part of something. And that means sometimes it favours you and sometimes it doesn't. But at least in that space of the truth, you get to relax and just be a bit more like a human being rather than having to be like some kind of strong piece of metal charging things down. And we've seen that, haven't we? We've seen some, I've generally, I've seen some leaders recently going, and I've said in my head internally, because I have to pick my moments, what planet? Uh -huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> of what universe are you residing? Um, uh -huh. Let's say, let's everyone get in the office, everyone bring them back in, every single person must be at their desk. And you're just like, hmm? Like, I, I don't, I don't know if you turned on a TV channel recently or, you know, this is, I've been asked to do an offsite, you know, like, no, it has to be an offsite. Everyone has to be offsite. I says, everyone is offsite. They're just in different places. Mm. And you're just like, no, but it has to face to face. I was like, I can see your face. And they're just like, no, <laughs> but it has to be. So what you're saying is you want everyone physically in one hotel room with some flip chart paper. Love everybody to breathe the same air. That's what I need. We all must be breathing the same air and then we can do it. It's just like, right, okay. oh, Oakley, Oakley. You know, <laughs> I mean, you go, I am being very, um, uh, I'm being more precise in when I go into social media because I think there's a starter main course dessert and some canopies <laughs> of dissonance that get served up on social media. But I mean, but how I could just, my belief system could be manipulated by what I look at. Ah. 
Yeah, and also there's a danger there as well. Like how many celebrities have we seen misread the room now in social media? It's like, oh, I am trapped here in my mansion. <clears throat> We're all in soul. the same boat. You're <laughs> on right. a boat. We don't own a boat. <laughs> it's, but he, the question I was asking about that, though, is can we actually ever read the room now? Like, is, is, is there now a room to be read? Because <clears throat> there is such a disparity of experience and situation there that any form of positional statement on social media will of course be attacked because there's 50% of the readers who are experiencing the opposite. Yeah. You know, and so there might be some people that kind of say, oh, you look like you're having quite a nice life. That's good. Here's a bit of my life and that's good. And then there's a bunch of other people that say, I, I used to follow you, but now you're rubbing it in my face and I'm in an apartment block with a couple of children who are going crazy. And um, <clears throat> we're wondering about, you know, nutrition and, and how we're going to get that. And actually, mine and my partner's jobs are at risk. And <clears throat> it's a different world to kind of sit with that, uh, that difference. But I do wonder, can the room actually be read now um, because of the disparity of people who are reading social media? It is just one big room in the sky, right? <laughs> this lounge in the sky, as Rob Bell says, and it is being more aware of what we say, being more aware of what we read, um, you know, and, and I, I think there's, I don't know, is there is there more dissonance now in the pandemic? Possibly. I think so. Yeah. I think so. None of us want to accept that we're in a pandemic. I don't. You know, like I, I go through my day kind of ignoring it and then all of a sudden mm. at night I remember that I wasn't really meant to leave my house today. Mm. And that actually, you know, um, people came to my door with face masks on. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think it's I was hard. speaking to to someone and doing some work with a company just now. And, and I said, it was a question I asked was something like, you know, what, what would be the one thing that would, if removed, would really unlock more of your brilliance? Something like that. And they said, you mean now or when, when my job goes back to normal? I was like, I'm going to tell that person or am I? Yeah. <laughs> Just like headline. Um, and, and so, you know, maybe this is we the do, new normal. This is it. You know, maybe we do see people sticking to their positions more, creating more of a stance, which I think is great if it's true and it's powerful. Um, and just allowing ourselves to, I think there is a little bit in the dissonance part about being comfortable with not knowing Aye. being comfortable of being in that and you know we often see this with with clients if there's been a disconnect between the situation and the person's reaction you know that it could be like that could be as we've said you know we've used it as a coping mechanism and so perhaps that's what's happened with them or it could be that they've been told that they need coaching and so yes. they walk up to us on a zoom call going hi Let's have a conversation. They're just like, yeah, great. That's <laughs> magic. You know, so it's it's about you know understanding if it, the, what is where is the dissonance coming from? What is happening? What is going on for in, in their world? What is their situation? What is their stance? Um, yeah. And you know, and, and getting real about the fact that we're all in it. Do you know, there's a, there's something about 
permission that some people are giving themselves that say, well, of course, I'm under stress. Look at the situation. Yeah. Like, for all of us, you know, it's like the work still has to go on with your own personal reality, your own shadow, your own work. There's a, there's a lot of divorces happening at the moment. Um, there's a, a, a lot of um, leaders being exposed mm. at the moment um, for shadow activity. Um, and there's a lot to blame it on, but if we are going to tackle environmental issues and wealth disparity and those things, we're going to have to start by removing ourselves from that swirling dissonant mass around what we're all facing right now and say, well, if this is where we're at right now, and there's some good news, you know, today the vaccine's announced. Yeah. Um, that's terrific yeah. news. If like, it, it, there's plenty that we can get a hold of that says, you know, surely we need to just get real about where we are just now and then do something about the situations that we're in. And, you know, certainly there's an overwhelm. There's a there's about 30, 40 different things that could give you global guilt at the moment in terms of environment, finance, social, these various things. Choose three of them and work on them. Make a bit of progress. Do something that acknowledges the reality that we're in and also acknowledges that you'd be overwhelmed if you tried to do everything about everything. And just gently move forward just that little bit at the time. Um, I think that, you know, from a kind of procedural point of view, would just be a kind of place to start, like lose the denial and then step by step by step, just choose two or three things you can work on and say, right, here we go. Um, I'm going to I'm going to choose this as my topic. I'm going to a big focus on recycling. I'm going to see about not buying anything new and I'm going to see about actually just checking in with a few of my friends who might be getting somehow disadvantaged and see what's going on with them. Can you just become a force in the right direction pragmatically so that you don't have to enforce a dissonance on yourself because it's too overwhelming? Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's, it's how we live with that uncertainty and that's all of our challenges. And that is, I think, indicative for, for all of us and know that changing our mind is not impossible. So, you know, there's a need for a compelling narrative for creating unity, for leadership, a true, wonderful, beyond leadership. Um, and, you know, as leaders, we, you know, we, can, we could admit that we were wrong. Ah. We can admit that we were wrong in some of our decisions because there was no handbook. And so yeah. it's okay and people are more forgiven. And so just self self-reflect rather than quickly getting into that sort of self-justification i think um, we admire leaders who can don't we oh yeah it's like you know leo tolstoy wrote you know years years ago he wrote i know that most men including those at ease with problems of the greatest complexity can seldom accept even the simplest and most obvious truth if it be such as would oblige them to admit the falsity of conclusions which they have delighted in explaining to colleagues which have been proudly taught to others and which they have woven thread by thread into the fabric of their lives. It's like most men can't do that, but see the really great leaders, they can. Just exactly what you're saying. And all of us must, if we're going to live in this changing, swirling world, yeah. we're going to have to say, do you know that position I took then no longer fits or I, I need to kind of take a different principled approach to that. Otherwise, we're not going to have the intrinsic flexibility required to flourish in this time. And that's it. We're at, we are in an unknown world 
and and saying I got it wrong it's genuine and it's peaceful and it's unifying scars they tell how it was and how time came along and how it happened again and again they tell us the slant life takes when it turns and slashes your face as a friend any wound is real in church a woman lets the sun find her cheek and we see the lesson there are years in that book there are sorrows a choir can't reach when they sing rows of children lift their faces of promise places where the scars will be William Stafford mm -hmm.